Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says conservative free speech should be canceled. Joe Biden prepares to announce for re-election, plus the woke Bud Light VP is now taking a leave of absence. All that and more. I'm Bobby Everly. This is the 13-Minute News Hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, because you can always count on AOC to give you a true sense of what the crazy wing of the Democrat Party is thinking. From environmental policy, to the border, to COVID, to free speech, you name it. AOC will give you the radical socialist perspective. Over the weekend, Ocasio-Cortez was on an MSNBC program hosted by former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. What a combination that was. So, as you'll see, AOC makes some completely outrageous statements and Psaki doesn't even flinch. Here's AOC on free speech. In particular, what people like Tucker Carlson and others at Fox News are saying. And when you look at what Tucker Carlson and some of these other folks on Fox do, it is very, very clearly incitement of violence very clearly incitement of violence. And that is the line that I think we have to uh, be willing to contend with. I wonder what she means by actually inciting violence. Does she mean when swimmer Riley Gaines was attacked by leftists and actually punched while trying to give a speech? In that case, it was words, a speech versus actual violence. Or how about coverage of Antifa riots or crime going crazy in places like Chicago? That's real violence from leftists and Democrat supporters. So what is she talking about? What free speech is inciting violence? Because I can point to many more examples of actual violence from the left. Please keep in mind that this is a classic tactic by the left. They know they can't win in a debate or discussion of ideas. So they try to silence those ideas. People are much more likely to listen to the Democrats if the Democrats are the only voices and AOC is trying to shut down opposing voices. It's one of the most un-American things I can think of, but if free speech can be restricted, then Democrats can garner more power. The Democrats talk about diversity and inclusion, but they honestly truly don't want any idea or notion or policy that goes against the leftist agenda. But hey, AOC was just trying to take away people's free speech. She had plenty more to say as well to Jen Psaki, this time on the massive price tag of AOC's reintroduced Green New Deal. It is important to acknowledge that the scale and the scope of what we are proposing is massive, uh, but the scale and the scope of the climate crisis is even bigger. And if we are not proactive about very aggressively and transformationally addressing our infrastructure, our workforce, our preparation for the climate crisis, then the costs of not addressing it are going to be far greater. Typical scare tactics. As we see on a global scale, the climate push is about redistributing wealth. China and India can, com can pollute as much as they want, but America is targeted for taxation and a radical restructuring of our entire economy, which will drive up energy prices, hurt American families, and make us more dependent on countries who want to see us fail. This is not sound policy on any front. And finally, we have AOC and Jen Psaki going full conspiracy theory on us 
by saying that Marjorie Taylor Greene is actually running the House Republicans. Do you think he's actually running his caucus or do you think someone else is? He's not. I don't Who's running it? I think you you've got Marjorie Taylor Greene running the caucus. I mean and she makes very common public statements to that effect. Every time something irks her, she communicates that McCarthy is doing her bidding. Um, and I think that this is something that is quite clear. So that's AOC. But here's the thing. I need to correct myself a little bit from what I said earlier. It's becoming more and more clear that AOC's views are no longer the fringe views of the Democrats. AOC now represents today's modern Democrat party. Recall, not a single House Democrat voted to protect women's sports. Not one. AOC's not fringe. She's mainstream Democrat. And that's pretty scary. All right, next let's talk about Joe Biden. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next we have Joe Biden, who despite all the mumbling and bumbling and staring off into space and corruption and divisive rhetoric, is planning to run for re-election. And it looks like absolutely no one is excited about that. Whether too old or too incompetent, Biden has failing marks in nearly every leadership category and on every major issue. Here's NBC News' Chuck Todd with some polling results. 53% of 2020 Biden voters say he shouldn't run. 64% of Democrats who voted for Sanders or Warren in the 2020 primaries think he shouldn't run. And 76% of voters under 35 think he shouldn't run. And what's the top concern for that? We asked voters. We didn't prompt them. We said, why don't you think he should run? Well, these were the responses. It almost is all about his age and his ability to do the job. Again, these are among Democratic primary voters. Did you see those descriptive words? Ineffective, too old, mental health, out of touch. This is how Democrat primary voters feel about Biden. And they should feel like that because Biden gives Jimmy Carter a run for his money as one of the worst presidents of all time. Here's more on Biden's overall approval ratings. Overall, the president's job rating is not in a good place when you're seeking re-election, sitting at just 41%, driven by the 58% of Americans who disapprove of how he is handling the economy right now. Just 30% of independents approve of the job Biden is doing overall. 30% approval among independents is just terrible. But here's the fun part. National Democrats were making the rounds this past weekend, trying to pump up Biden in the minds of voters. No one thinks he's doing a good job, and to see these folks try to sell Biden is just hilarious. Here's Democrat Senator Dick Durbin when asked whether Biden should be doing more to reassure Americans that he can handle the job. I think his schedule reflects an active person mentally and physically who is engaging with the American people on a regular basis. I don't know what more they're asking for, but I've been in meetings with him time after time. His performance tells me he's up to the job and does it well. Dick Durbin wasn't the only Democrat on defense over the weekend. Democrat Senator Amy Klobuchar was also asked about Biden's age and mental stamina, which were called into question by the New York Times. Even the New York Times at an editorial board, which is not exactly a bastion of conservatism, this weekend wrote that candidates shouldn't pretend, as Mr. Biden often does, that advanced age isn't an issue. These are concerns that are not going away, and you know that. So how do you think President Biden could overcome that? 
President Biden has such a strong record to run on. He has gotten this country through the pandemic. He has the backs of the American people. All Democrats better get those non-answer answers ready because they are going to be a lot more questions coming their way. It's clear that Biden is deteriorating. And when he's not off in space, he's pushing policies that drive up inflation, leave our southern border completely wide open, and make us dependent on other countries for energy. That is not someone we need for another four years. All right, next the fallout over the Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light partnership continues as the brand and its parent company Anheuser-Busch have experienced devastating sales losses and the boycotts show no signs of easing up. In fact, more bars and restaurants are joining the boycotts and posting their goodbyes to Bud Light on social media. And to think, Bud Light would be doing just fine if it just focused on the beer and their audience. Instead, the brand hired a woke leftist as its VP of marketing. Instead of giving consumers what they wanted, the Bud Light VP approached things from this philosophy. And we had this hangover. I mean, Bud Light had been kind of a brand of fratty, kind of out of touch humor. And it was really important <laughs> that we had another approach. The result has been an estimated $6 billion loss in market value for Anheuser-Busch and a consumer base that is turning toward other brands. The Bud Light VP, Alyssa Heinerscheid, has now been replaced while she takes a leave of absence from the company. The new marketing exec, Todd Allen, who had been VP of Global Marketing for Budweiser, he's on board now. According to Fox News, two additional consultants have apparently been hired who have experience in Washington, D.C.'s conservative circles to advise the brand going forward. Former Anheuser-Busch executive Anson Freerichs had some insightful comments on what has happened, and it all boils down to companies pushing a woke agenda rather than staying out of politics and simply making great products. Historically, Anheuser-Busch has been accountable to its shareholders, which are people like firefighters, doctors, lawyers, that invested into companies like Anheuser-Busch via 401ks or their pension plans. And those companies, they rewarded those shareholders by creating great products and services, servicing those customers mm -hmm. with brands. But over the last couple of years, there's been organizations like BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard that have pushed this new model of stakeholder capitalism, asking companies like Anheuser-Busch to be accountable to all these so-called stakeholders, political organizations, activist organizations. And they do that by implementing ESG or environmental social governance policies right. in corporations that ask them to get involved in these controversial issues. Great comments. These corporations are not competing against each other on which one can have the most sales. Instead, they're competing to see who can get the most points on the woke meter. Well, Bud Light scored big and look at the results. People just wanna have a beer and watch a game. They don't want left-wing activism shoved down their throats in the process. All right, next, something strange is going on as we get closer to Mother's Day and I can't help but feel that it is part of this ongoing effort by the left to cancel or erase women. We saw it with the vote last week in the US House to protect women's sports. Not one Democrat voted for the bill. We see women and girls traumatized by creepy men walking around in women's restrooms and locker rooms. But the left says, hey, just deal with it. Real women apparently don't matter. And instead, the left sides with men who pretend to be women. Those are the people worth protecting, according to the left. Now, a host of companies are sending emails out to their distribution lists, giving people a chance to opt out of Mother's Day advertising because it may be triggering for some. 
Thanks goes out to Charlie Kirk with Turning Point USA for posting this information on Telegram. Have you ever seen something like this? Here's one example from Etsy. We understand that this time can be difficult. If you'd prefer not to receive Mother's Day emails, you can opt out by simply clicking below. We'll continue to send you unique ideas and crafted finds from imaginative sellers. That's a little strange, but Etsy isn't the only one. Here's an alert from Levi's. We know motherhood and all the associated feelings, emotions, and memories can be tricky and even triggering for some people. The last thing we want to do is hit you with celebratory yay mom energy that doesn't match up with your vibe. So this year, we're giving you the option to opt out of our Mother's Day content by clicking here. This is just weird. Those weren't the only companies either. So what's going on, folks? If this is a new trend, do you think we can opt out of Pride Month, as Charlie Kirk noted? Do you think that's an option? Or how about opting out of BLM emails? Do you think these woke companies will offer that as well? Just something to think about as we approach these holidays. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Wednesday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.